listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. Right, thinking right relationships right now. And that would be Herman Eben, and I'm Paul Moore. And our producer is with us again in the studio. You know, we, we had... just can't get rid of her, can we? <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> She's going to have her finger on the button one way or another. That's right. And we bless God for her. But the last time we were together, we were talking about God's design for men and women. And we were talking about the image of God, chapter two and three kind of stuff at greatrelationships.com. That's GR numeral eight relationships.com. Have to put it in there. But after the program, we were talking and the S word entered the discussion. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We were talking a little bit about submission. Actually, do we want to pray first? You bet. That'd be a great thing. (laughs) Lord, thank you so much that you have provided, again, all the things that we need, but you've also provided the ability to see your image in even the words that we use, like this S word that we're getting ready to talk about. Lord, I pray that we look at your way of doing things, not ours. In your precious name, amen. Amen and hallelujah. So, ma'am, please, the story about the two of you are painting. Yes. My husband and I always seem to get into arguments when we are doing manual labor. And this happened to be when we were painting our house. And it's one of those stories that it probably would have a happy ending if I would just close my mouth and just do (laughs) what he was asking me to do. So he is somebody that likes to do a bunch of research and find the perfect way Google everything and, you know, tape the walls perfectly before we paint the walls and make sure all the edges are perfect. And I'm someone that just wants to get paint on the wall. And it always ends up being a mess and we have to redo it and I have to take the small paintbrush and work out all the details and it ends up being just this huge fiasco. I'm probably in the middle of it. We're not talking anymore. Mm. And I know that that could have been avoided if I just would have... Listen to him. Oh, how interesting. How interesting. Does that mean that you didn't have anything to offer? (laughs) (laughs) My silence probably answered that. Well, no, actually, you have a lot to offer. And that's one of the things that is truly missed on this whole idea of submission. You know, basically, to a degree, you're saying, if I just submitted to him, you know, it probably wouldn't have created this big of of an issue. There it is. That's the S word. Yeah, that's the S word. There you go. And it's the S word that is... typically hated by uh, especially women because it's used against women too much of the time. I'm a big believer that a man should never talk about submission to his wife. That's her job. And uh, secondly, the, the word of the Lord is the thing that is the only chance that she has to understand how submission really works. It's a huge problem because we beat women up with submission and most men don't even know how to submit. But is this design or judgments? Because as she's telling the story you're talking, I'm thinking you're right. In the church, we beat women up a lot about this whole notion of submission. Now, she's talking about painting a wall. Right. And I know her husband. He's not bossy. He's he's researched it to death, come up with a plan, and it's like, let's do it. What is going on in this particular uh, relationship that we just heard about with the painting sounds more like a submission issue. It doesn't sound as much like a judgment issue. It could be, but uh, you can't really know. Judgments are different than submission, of course. What we miss about submission is there's two components, and this is where you will see a tie to what we've been talking about before. The image of God 
plays a big, big part in understanding what submission is all about. Now, that is what most people will not consider because they won't consider taking a word like submission and looking at submission through the filter. Remember we did that program on the filter for life? The filter of the image of God because submission has a power component and it has a relational component. Submission is all about power. You know, I've got to get people to submit to me. Another party will be talking about submission from the idea of mutual submission. No, we just submit to each other. Well, actually both are true. That is what's really going on here with the word of submission. That's the reason why you got to look at it through the image of God. But I'm willing to bet when you were putting tape around the door frame and the window frame, the image of God was the furthest thing from your mind. <laughs> when I personally was doing it? Yeah, that's right. I was pretty angry putting that tape up. Yeah, just wanted to get out there and paint. Just let me do it. You know, just let, let me get this done. Talk about a look being worth a thousand words. Say <laughs> so too is silence. That's right. Well, this this type of situation is certainly typical of most relationships, and it is solved if both parties would understand how submission works. The Lord is very clear that there is this mutual submission that is going on that he wants. He's also very clear that there is an order that he wants for life to, to, to work through. That order for life, if, uh, if you've ever heard uh, the, the passage of uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 11.3, it talks about, here's a quick paraphrase of it, it's basically there's God, there's Christ, there's man, there's woman. That's the order for life. And when you look at that particular passage, too many people will look at it and go, well, you're just, you're just uh, demeaning women because you're making woman to be the lower of, of uh, not, as, not equal with a man. And we've talked about this before, right? Is that what you think? No. Only because I've listened to this program. <laughs> well, it you. works. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. There, there's too often. I mean, we have covered this particular part of it, the First Corinthians eleven three, that it can't be about value. It's got to be all about order because it can't be about value if God the Father, then Christ the Son, then man and then woman. Because if it were about value, then you'd be saying that somehow Christ the Son is not as valuable as. God the Father. But it's about order. It's not about it's not about value. Therefore, a man and a woman are equal in value but different in design and role. Submission does have a huge component about order. That's the power side of the image of God that you need to apply to submission. It's all about order. Submission is lining yourself up underneath that's what the Greek word is talking about, lining yourself up underneath someone else. That's the whole order component. And the way that we can understand the equal in value is because God the Father and God the Son are equal in value, but they have different roles that they're playing. That's right. And we want to be thinking about that with men and women also. Okay, so into submission, the Greek meaning coming under. Coming under, that's right. The bigger issue that we need to consider as it relates to submission, now just think about this. If our producer had this definition in her mind related to the uh, definition of submission, it would potentially uh, help. And here is the definition of submission, an inner voluntary act of the will to yield to another. 
So did you have a little inner voluntary act of the will to yield going on? Not at the time. <laughs> Not a bit, right. No. That's exactly what it, And more than likely, <laughs> her husband didn't have that either. My right? paintbrush was in the bucket with paint on the wall already. <laughs> That's right. has nothing to do with submitting an inner voluntary act of the will. Now, what's so important about that particular definition is notice it says an inner voluntary or an internal voluntary act of the will. That means something that's very important about submission. You can't make anybody else submit. That's what too often is going on with us. We think we can make somebody submit. You can force somebody, you can manipulate them, you can control them to a certain degree, but you can't make them submit. That is something only the individual can do. That's the reason why that definition is so important, an internal voluntary act of the will to yield to another. Thank you, Herman. Take the stress out of your life and your relationships by making them great. Great relationships pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. And we'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. You are not responsible for your family tree, but you are responsible for your limb and the acorns that fall from it. Dr. Marlon Howe. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Jackhammer, saws, pliers. Is your toolbox complete? Add some critical thinking tools to your kit as you listen to Worldview Academy's Bill Jack with simple tools for brain surgery. Have you ever stayed in a hotel in which you had to keep the lights on? The reason, of course, is that you don't want to hear this sound. Whoa, baby, you don't want to hear that sound. That's right, it's the sound of cockroaches. So why do you keep the light on? Because the roaches hide in the walls from the light. Funny, people too often rush to the darkness when the light of truth is shined on them. In his discussion of the habits people develop in suppressing truth, Paul lists their foolish hearts are darkened as habit number four. Apparently, as Jesus said, men do love darkness rather than light. That's why Christians need to let the light of his truth shine in and through us to dispel darkness. Another simple tool for brain surgery. To add more tools to your kit, go to worldview.org. We're back listening to Great Relationships. That's grnumeratrelationships.com, the S word, chapter nine on the website if you're there. <laughs> so I've got to ask you a question. And all that we're talking about was submission in your mind to your husband's as you were doing this? When we were painting the walls? Yes. Or not really painting the walls because we didn't get there? <laughs> you didn't get there? Does that answer your question? <laughs> that totally answers the question because there's no doubt that both parties were not understanding submission. Without a doubt, 
the husband wasn't paying attention to the needs of the wife and the wife wasn't paying attention to the needs of the husband, wasn't paying attention to the order. And that's one of the key elements that we miss on this whole idea of submission. Submission is critically looked at from the image of God. You need to be looking at it from the viewpoint of mutual submission and authority and submission. That's what we need to be looking at. And if you don't understand that there is a power component for submission and a relational component, you'll miss this. And too many men end up only focusing on the power component. You do it my way. And that really hurts every relationship when we do it this way. And of course, don't forget about the definition that we just got through saying. The definition was an internal voluntary act of the will to yield to another. If uh, our producer had been willing to yield to her husband, you know, that might have made things a little bit better. If he'd been willing to yield to uh, her needs, that would have certainly made things better. I know this is sometimes difficult to deal with. This whole, I don't want it to sound like my way or the highway or, or me sounding like a brat, but sometimes, when is it too much though? I mean, to the point of when you're always the one to submit. I mean, is there a possibility that your relationship can be that one-sided? Yeah, what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it certainly can be that, but that that doesn't relieve you of your responsibility to submit. I mean, the same thing for a man. He can be looking at his boss and be saying, you know, I'm submitting all the time. You know, it's it's a one-way street all the time. Well, God is calling us to focus on what we're supposed to do, not whether the other person is doing what's right. And that's a critical, critical underlying foundation for submission. I mean, what we miss here, and I want to, I want to talk about this really soon, is 1 Peter chapter 2 and 1 Peter chapter 3. The very thing that you're talking about is critical here because we get to the place where we are feeling like we're submitting all the time. And you know what? They aren't, and they're getting their way, and they're treating me horribly. Am I supposed to still submit? The answer is yes. Okay, because it feels like an endurance contest sometimes. And this is out of left field, and I know you really want to talk about First Peter. But I got to ask, our definition of love, right? Pursuing another's best, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, unconditionally. That right. unconditional seems like it goes on forever. That's right, and it will go on forever when we have our me flashing. When we're not depending upon the Lord to help us get through any type of a situation, we're going to look at everything and go, I want some return on this. I want somebody to treat me well. I want, I'm submitting and they're supposed to treat me well when I submit. Well, I'm sorry, but that isn't the way things work. We have clear examples in God's word that that isn't the way it typically works. Okay, but she said my way or the highway. You know, clearly you can't say my way or the highway because I'm married to this person. Well, yeah, you can't. People say that all the time, my way or the highway, and they're married. (laughs) But it's almost like I don't want to apologize unless I'm really sorry. Just Uh like I don't want to submit to manipulate. Just I don't want to submit just to submit because in that example, I could have just said, oh yeah, I'm just going to sit here and listen to my husband tell me instructions on how to tape the wall, but then I'm going to turn around and just do it my way. I could have pleased him by listening, but manipulated the situation and just done it my way. And well, come up with the same results. That, that isn't submission. You know, an intervoluntary act of the will to yield to another, that has nothing to do with uh, manipulation or anything else. Now, here's the more difficult issue. 
let's let's do talk about the passage here. First Peter chapter three, verses one through six. I'm going to only read the first three verses here. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives, when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart, verse 4. Now, here's what's so important about these verses, because it goes back to the, the comment here about, should I just submit all the time? Because I'm being, starting to feel like a doormat here. It's a one-way street. Well, here's what's so important about this particular passage. Notice the very first two words in verse 1, wives likewise. Likewise, okay. likewise what? Likewise what? In order to understand this passage on submission, you cannot understand this passage unless you understand the context, because too many people only read that, and they only focus on how submission is supposed to work, and a woman is supposed to be doing it this way. Well, I'm going to tell you you're missing the whole point. This is about unjust suffering. You're to submit when you are in a situation of unjust suffering. Because if you go back into chapter 2, it says, slaves, when you have a harsh master, submit to him. Because there's no benefit when you have done something wrong and you get chastised for it or you get condemned for it. There's no glory in that. There's no glory in that. But there's lots of glory when you do something good and you get chastised. But Herman, this isn't then. This is now. We have rights, darn it. Yeah, well, God's word is not subject to time. (laughs) There is no then and now. It's all present. The additional thing, so you see an example of a uh, employer and master. You see a situation where God is saying, you know, if you do something wrong, and you get punished for it, there's no honor in that. If you do something right and you get punished for it, there's great honor in that. And then it ends chapter two with Jesus Christ, who was reviled, spit upon, whose stripes you are healed by. And then it goes into verse one of chapter three, says, wives likewise. Wives likewise. When you are being treated unjustly, here is how I want you to act. Now, here's what's important about this further. Let me just throw this out. What do you think verse 7 says? Husbands, likewise, when you are being treated unjustly, here's how I want you to act. These are two very critical verses to help us understand how submission is to work, first on the wife's side, secondly on the husband's side. For a wife, God wants a gentle and quiet spirit, a hidden person of the heart, to be a daughter of Sarah. And we're not going to have enough time to get into that, other than the fact that Sarah was asked to do something that would put herself in jeopardy of adultery, and she did it. She went ahead and did it. In the passage where it's talking about husbands, when husbands are being treated unjustly, they are to submit to the needs of their wife, to live with them in an understanding way, to treat them as a fellow heir of Christ. Now notice, isn't that interesting that the order and mutual submission are shown right here in these verses. Order, wives, listen to your husband, and your chaste conduct may bring him around to be won by the word. Husbands, you are to submit to her needs, even if she's treating you unjustly. 
wow, this is a very different way to look at submission. Too often, all we want to do is focus on the verses one through six and, and teach it, not necessarily out of context, but only focus on the power. Ladies, you just, you just submit to your husband. That's how it typically is taught. And that is really true about that passage, but it's missing the big point of that passage, the way I look at it, because it's saying, ladies, you can be treated unjustly. You can be in a marriage where the husband is treating you improperly. And here is your best avenue of life. Without a word, chase conduct, a gentle and quiet spirit. And I want to talk about that after the break, this gentle and quiet spirit, how God is referring to this concept of a gentle and quiet spirit and how important it is for us to be thinking about that and and how you can become a daughter of Sarah. Those are some really important issues to talk about. Herman, I thank you. We started off talking about the designs for men and women. We talked a little bit about the judgments. Which lets us into this S word, <laughs> chapter nine at greatrelationships.com. That's grnumeratrelationships.com. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. That woman was taken from man no more implies the inferiority of woman to man than the taking of man from the ground implies the inferiority of man to the ground. Nor does the term helper connote subordination. Dr. Eugene Merrill. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. Relationships can be great. And not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. to Great Relationships, material coming out of Chapter 9 at the website, greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com. All right. Thanks, Paul. So before the break, Herman, in listening to kind of where you left off, you know, as a female, hearing you talk about submission. Isn't that fun? Yeah. We hear this (laughs) word and we just want to avoid it because we don't like hearing it. Mm -hmm. We don't want to hear it. No, we don't want to hear it. Uh, Men or women, but uh, uh, like we said, women typically get really beat up about this. But let me let me offer this one thought as it relates to verse four of uh, first Peter chapter three. Now, the Lord says here, rather, let it be a hidden person of the heart and the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of the Lord. I love the commentary that talked about this very precious in the sight of the Lord. The idea is as if the Lord is right up next to your face 
and he has his hands on the side of your face and he is pulling you very close to him. And when you have this gentle and quiet spirit, he's drawn himself very close to you and he's speaking to you very close. You are precious. That is a wonderful picture that the Lord is asking of a woman because that attitude is so impressive to him that you would be willing to honor his word and honor your husband in such a way, even if he's treating you unjustly, to have this gentle and quiet spirit. If it's so defined in verse after verse after verse, where did this definition go so strangely wrong? What are you talking about? The definition of submission? Of how we know it now and why it's such something that we avoid and don't want to do. Or I don't have to do it unless he deserves it. Yeah, well, submission goes directly against our sin nature, doesn't it? It goes directly against the flashing me. it's, It's counter flashing me. It's all about humility. It's all about the things that are godly, love and everything else. And one of the other things that is so interesting to me is too many women have a tendency to think and too many men have a tendency to think that gentle and quiet spirit means you can't be fun-loving and loud. It has nothing to do with what comes out on the outside. It has everything to do with what's on the inside. And here's the real proof of that. Let me give you verse 5. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good, are not afraid with any terror. So think about that. Holy women that adorned themselves with this gentle and quiet spirit did something that was very critical. You can never be submissive unless this particular thing is happening. And it's, it's plainly shown right here in God's word. Here's what it is. Who trusted in God. That's what Sarah did. In this story that you can see in Genesis chapter 12, and you can see it again in Genesis 20, when Abraham asked Sarah to lie to protect his own life so that he wouldn't be killed and she would be taken into Pharaoh's harem in one situation and Abimelech was the other situation. She did. She lied. Okay, well, that's kind of easy because now we're at the fundamental choice, right? Trust God, trust something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing Sarah's story. That works. But what about when I'm putting tape on the wall because I'm getting ready to paint? That's right. I don't hear trust me or trust something else. Well, that that is a much mi- more minor issue right, than, than being taken into Pharaoh's harem and potentially adulterized. Submission is vastly misunderstood from a variety of ways. And in this particular passage, it's specifically saying that a woman has a great opportunity to make a huge dent in the lack of the relationship or the huge benefit to the relationship if she just has this gentle and quiet spirit. And I hear submission and it sounds weak. Submission is synonymous to weak to me. That's exactly how most people would think it. Everybody would typically think that if you submit to somebody, you're weak. Well, how could that be true? It takes a lot of self-control to submit. You're not going to get your way. That's what most people are thinking. It's not weakness. They're just not going to get their way. You're supposed to be assertive. That's how the world is teaching you. God says, no, that's pride. 
And I resist the proud. I give grace to the humble. I give grace to the people who are willing to put themselves under other people because the first shall be last and the last shall be first. That's how I look at life. I'm looking at it very differently than you are. So this is, I guess, maybe I phrase this in a confusing way. If I know that I'm submitting and I know that this is what I'm doing, I feel in the situation of the painting that I'm manipulating that situation because I, I know what I'm doing. Well, more than likely, what you're doing is not submitting. You're just pleasing. You're just trying to get along because submission basically is saying, you know, it's not about me. It's about doing this job well and doing it in a way that's benefit for both of us. I'm, I'm going to go along with that. If you're going to manipulate through submission, that isn't submission. It's not an inner voluntary you know, act of the will. You are actually trying to control things through a, an outward show of submission, and that's not submission. Just like that Dennis the Menace cartoon, I'm standing up in my heart, even though I'm sitting down in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. So I don't know about you, but we are extending to you the invitation to take the stress out of your life and your relationships by making them great. Great relationships how is your day going barbara i can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now what a coincidence my life is just overflowing with blessings too why just yesterday i found a hundred dollar bill on the ground that's great i saved a cat that was stuck in a tree and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant luigi's wow I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich Maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Days like this are too good to be true, but great relationships are possible. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.